Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The Aggies had yet another rough go of it in Starkville on Saturday. A third straight loss to Mississippi State, a third straight defeat in Starkville dating back to 2014. This time, a 28-13 loss to Mississippi State and another epic performance by probably the all-time Aggie killer, Nick Fitzgerald. The senior accounted for 329 total yards and four touchdowns and a 15-point win for the Bulldogs. He's had 966 total yards and 11 touchdowns and a 3-0 record against Texas A&M. Meanwhile, A&M quarterback Kellen Mond passed for 232 in a touchdown but threw an interception in the end zone in the closing minutes of the game with a chance to tie it late. There were also about 10 receiver drops in the game for the Aggie offense. Up next, A&M heads to Auburn to take on a struggling Tigers team coming off a of bye week. The Aggies need another victory to become bowl eligible for the 10th straight season. Coming up in the program, we'll look back on the loss to the Bulldogs and dive into this matchup between the Aggies and War Eagle. We're joined on the show by former a quarterbacks Jimmy Wright and Trevor Knight, former AM defensive back turned linebacker turned edge rusher before retiring and succumbing to a fourth knee injury. The one and only Justin Dunning is with us and former Texas AM DC, longtime former Auburn head coach Tommy Tuberville on the show as well. All that and more as we roll along in the Texas Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. Uh, moving expenses. Uh. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business. Day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. This here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college. Pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. 
Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football. Gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance. So he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all. Back it is the Texas Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you and joined in studio right now by former Bryant era quarterback and longtime coach Jimmy Wright with us. You used to coach at Mississippi yep. State, uh, a loss that kind of brings us all back down to earth, frankly, a little bit. Sobering reminder that this thing is still a work in progress. You know, I mean, you get ahead of yourself a little bit when you start thinking about what might be even in year one because there are a lot of options out there for this football team had they won that game. But it's still a construction project. He's still he's still working, and he does not have a complete roster yet. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> he doesn't have a complete roster. He still has the same players that went seven and six last year, and still <clears throat> we are getting good effort. We don't execute as good sometimes, but that's because you might say lack of talent or lack of speed or lack of quickness. And I thought this was not a good matchup, Gabe, for A&M. This was not a good matchup with the Bulldogs. See, I thought it was because you give Elko two weeks to prepare for a one-dimensional offense. What we could not have accounted for was the ultimate X factor of Fitzgerald coming alive with the arm and slinging it on third and long. Well, he must have uh, he must have gone out and got him some pancakes. <laughs> he must Man. have got a good breakfast, a good pregame meal because he – He really, you know, we went into the game knowing, and you and I sit right here and said what he did against LSU and that he was their entire offense against LSU. And doggone it, if he wasn't the entire offense against us, 318 yards, two touchdowns passing, two two TDs running. Y'all, you guys have gone over all of that. Yes. And really and truly, we had kept him – down in rushing. 12 yards before the long and he, one. And until his long 76-yard run that gave him 16 carries at 77 yards for 4.6. Like that's, you know, a really a good – but that was just one run. But that's one of the plays that I'm going to go and explain how, how that all happened. So do you feel like it was a bad matchup, especially because of how talented they are defensively? I really think it was a run? bad matchup in our O-line. Yeah. Now – when I say that, that we've got height and size and length at these three areas, we do. But sometimes you have to be honest, and maybe the talent isn't like it should be, or the speed or the quickness. Sure. In other words, there's no Ed Oliver from University of Houston on our defensive side. There is no... Uh, All-American tackle in Jake Ma- uh, Matthews in our offensive line, or, right. or Bleha. Okay. Or so, so now I'm saying that their defensive line is as good as I thought they would be against us when I ranked them number two in the SEC West after spring practice. And, and there was four teams that had five players named for the preseason all-conference. That was Mississippi State, South Carolina, LSU, and A&M. We have played South Carolina, beat them. We lost to Mississippi State, so that means we got to run the table to be what you and I talked about that was possible to be 9-3. and three, Right. Upper tier, see, that means Florida ball. That means sign of just all incredible All the things are still there process. if you run the table. Yeah, yeah. And I promise you, it's like anything else. You can be in a tennis match and be called every name in the world when you lose. And you go out next week and win, and now Gabe Bach and Jim Wright are great doubles teams. See? Sure. See? Sure. That's the way it works. Yep. So they have not lost everything. What, they, what we're going to find out now, Gabe, is in all honesty, the matchups against Auburn, against Ole Miss, and LSU. Now, I'm not forgetting UAB. Because they're seven and one, I'm not forgetting them, but we can run the table if we play like we did against Clemson. 
See? But how do you bottle that up and duplicate that, it? Well, they haven't played the players, like that all year. The players have got to be a lot tougher in practice Monday through Friday. I think maybe they started reading their clipping because every TV station that I watched, I got that sports package. They started mentioning A&M when we beat Arkansas. See, and then we beat Kentucky. Now, Kentucky's 7-1, and going to play Georgia for the SEC. And what team has beat them, Gabe? A&M. A&M. That's right. See? So, we're not, a, we're not a trashy team. We're not a last place team. Oh, no. We got to put it together. For example, if we had, have, uh, had have not dropped eight passes, Kellen Mond would have passed for 67%. If we would have caught 10 more, 33 of 46, it would have been 71. All right? If, maybe, and hope. If A&M would not have had 12 men on the field on the 10-yard line and the game was 21 to 13, now how do you have 12 men? I don't know. How I don't happens. know either. See, I don't know how that. And I don't know who it was, but whoever it was was not in the game. Okay, as there were a, a lot of ifs in that game, Jimmy. Oh, that's why I said and if and but. Yeah. Okay. Then we get a sack. All right. That was targeting. So if they call targeting, you're first and goal about the six. <laughs> See? And then on fourth down, we throw an interception. That play was a key series. If AM comes back, if, and scores a touchdown and goes for two, ties the game, right? Right. 21 21. Their confidence and their style of play is that they believe they can do anything against anybody. Now they got them wondering. Now let's go back to where we held uh, Nick Fitzgerald for, what, 16 or 12 yards, wasn't it? Right. Okay. 12 yards before okay. the 76 yards. We're playing that 4-2, 4-2 nickel. All right, all you fans out there, the 4-2 nickel is good against strong side passing – because you can double-team some people, but it's, it's, it's got a hole over the left tackle because the end is on the outside shoulder called a five technique. Dalen Mack is on the inside, and he's playing either head-up or two technique, and Tyrell Dotson's a middle linebacker. I'm not sure who was the free safety, but he's on the hash mark. It could be Carper or it could have been Tucker. These four guys, Kiki, Dalen Mack, Tyrell Dotson, and whoever the safety was. Well, Tucker was in a sling, and I think Carper was banged up. Who knows who it was? It I, doesn't I have to go make back and watch. It could have been if prior. You're injured or not injured, right. I'm telling you, you got a responsibility out yep. there. All right. I think he dropped the ball, didn't he? Did, did Nick Fitzgerald drop the ball and pick it up? Uh, or did he fake a draw? Or did he? No, he faked a draw. Okay, yeah, he faked the draw. Tyrell Dotson walked up. Evidently, the center hooked him. The left guard pinched and hogtied Dalen Mack on the inside. Kiki ran up the field like I would do, saying, oh, no, don't hit me. And then the safety was gone. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll have two segments with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We want to continue conversation on the college football playoff rankings, which were unveiled on Tuesday night. A&M number 20th, two SEC teams in the top three, LSU three and Alabama four. They'll play each other this weekend in Death Valley. All that and a look at the loss to Mississippi State. Trevor Knight, Justin Dunning with him. How about your reaction to the CFP? College football playoff initial reactions. You're looking at the rankings. It was unveiled about 6 o'clock last night. Anything surprise you? What really stood out to you? Of course, A&M comes in 20th. Two SEC teams in the top four. Yeah, I think for me, um, I was a little surprised personally, and, and I get it. I had seen this before, but that LSU jumped Notre Dame. I, I get the strength of schedule argument, um, but at this point, undefeated team gets in. At the end of the day, for me, it's wins and losses, and I know the committee – 
it gets a little bottled up and, and everything on what they are focusing on and all those things. At the end of the day, we knew those were going to be the top four teams, and that really still doesn't mean anything. If you right. look back two years ago, the Ags were number four in that first yeah. playoff and finished Ugh. the year not even on that sheet of paper. No, nope. so painful. Two weeks later, they weren't on the sheet. It's early. Um, I, I thought it was there was no real big surprises to me, um, and a couple of those teams could end up staying there for the long haul. But we'll see what happens as the season unfolds. JD, Absolutely. any thoughts? I mean, kind of what Trevor said. Uh, I mean, it's early in the season. You know, there's not really a lot to talk about right now. Well, I guess it gives people something to talk about, actually. But sure. it's kind of impressive. We have, what, seven teams in the in the top 20? Half the league's That's in the top 20 the, in the country. And people love to talk about how overrated the SEC is. But oh, I mean, come silly. on now. It's absolutely ridiculous. We have top, we have seven teams in the top 20. Uh, I mean, not really any big surprises. Me, personally, I think I would possibly have put Ohio State over Washington State. Just because I don't think – I think the eye test tells that Ohio State is better than Washington State. That's in my opinion. But, I mean, besides that – But the resume says Washington State lost on a horrible call to USC. Right. And Ohio State lost on a blowout Terrible. to they Purdue. <clears throat> right. And Ohio, Washington State, give them credit, man. Yeah. We don't think they're awesome, but their quarterback's really, really good. He's good. Leach is incredible when he's got a good quarterback. And they've beaten people. Yeah. See, I believe in Washington State. I I've watched them the last couple weekends, and they've got that pep in their step that you look for in a team that's on a roll. And they've got confidence at the quarterback position. I love Mike Leach, obviously. Who doesn't oh, yeah. follow him in social media and in the media period? Um, I like Washington State not only to win the North, but to win the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah, and they'll be a part of that competition if they do that. I mean, they'll be in the conversation as long as they can hold one loss. They're Pac-12's only hope right now. To Definitely. be in the college football playoff. Where do you guys draw that line? Like, I still think West Virginia can get in, but they got to run the table. I still don't think UCF's going to be a real consideration for the committee. And then Florida with two. I draw the line at 10, and then I skip down to 13 and say, if they win out, they can get there. Uh, but any of those top 10 teams still have hope. I think you're right. So. I, I think it's still so early, like I mentioned, to – Start saying this, that, and the other. A lot of teams still have to play each other. Oh, yeah, LSU-Bama. Absolutely. A lot of teams still have to play each other. And there could be some Power 5 conferences that don't get into the playoff. One loss, conference champions. I mean, if you think about it like this, if Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame, if Notre Dame wins out, the, them three are in. And then Big Ten champion, one Michigan? loss, okay. could be Michigan. They could. Do they get in over a one loss, let's say, uh, West Virginia or Oklahoma in the Big 12? We don't know. Or a one-loss Pac-12 team? There could be one or even two Power 5 conference t champions with one loss that don't get into the playoffs. If, J.D., if mm -hmm. Notre Dame is the key to chaos, and if you're like me, you love chaos. Right. And the reason why this is so intriguing is because it's still just a four-team playoff. And while my gut tells me I'd love to have an eight-team playoff, I really would. That would be awesome. It creates this weekend where LSU or Bama, well, if LSU loses, they're probably out because there's only four teams. And if Georgia or Kentucky, it's like a playoff this week. And I'm going to make sure my schedule is cleared and we work really fast in that 11 o'clock Auburn game and find the nearest bar. Why? Because this weekend is a playoff. That's what makes it so fun. It yeah, really it, does. It's very interesting to say the least. Um, I mean, you, you said the ceiling's kind of right there at number 10. I think, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I kind of wish, man, UCF could slide up there. I mean, it's kind of it's interesting to kind of see their story and like all the games they've won. I don't know what the win streak is right now. What is it like? Well, it's like they they haven't lost a game in two years. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. I mean, I understand the conference is not strong. I understand they haven't played any steep competition, but like, I mean, at least give them a chance. Come on, if they're winning out, give them a chance. Trevor, idiots like Joe Clatt. To clamor for, oh, well, there's SEC bias, and that's why Bama's one and LSU's three and Georgia's six. Clearly this committee, and now Kentucky's, clearly this committee has an SEC bias and hinting at that on social media and radio and whoever listens. I think that's complete garbage, stupid. And when you guys are in his position, don't be so biased toward one league because it's really <laughs> easy for – college football fans are smart generally, and it's really easy for them to sift you out as a troll. Don't be a troll. And that guy is a troll in favor of the Pac-12, where his former, where he went to Colorado, where his team is now, or the Big 12, where he played. Okay, we'll put an ad on it, then, Gabe. I see you. I'm telling you, <laughs> is no. It's because the SEC is the best league, and only two of the committee members have any tie really to the SEC. And Bobby Johnson, former Vanderbilt coach, and Scott Strickland, current AD at Florida. There's no SEC bias with Ronnie Lott or Frank Beamer. Come on. 
you look at it and, and you're absolutely right. It, the, I don't, I don't like a lot of things about the committee. I think there's a lot of interesting ways that they go about the selection process, but I don't think being biased to a certain conference is something that is a part of that equation. You look at those teams, you look at their schedules, you look at the way that they've played ball. If you actually watch them play football and you look at how they play, their production, what type of players they have, their stature, those types of things, every one of those seven teams deserves to be on this list. It's not a... It's not an anomaly. It is. It, they they deserve it. It's there's no bias whatsoever. I think you're right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Katie, I'd put Auburn f- number ten in the SEC right now if I power rank the league, mm-hmm. and that's freaking Auburn. I mean, they beat Washington. Right. Man, I have a that's freaking. A good I have a friend back home who's the biggest SEC hater. Man, I mean, like, <laughs> kind of like the freaking guy you're talking about, but like he just <laughs> thinks that we're so overrated and we have so many guys up here for no reason. But I mean, when you talk about strength of schedule, like Trevor said, I mean the way we've played. <laughs> It's about the eye test. You know, you got to call it how you see it. And I think that, you know, I mean, each one of these teams deserve to be up there, most definitely. No doubt. All right, before we go to timeout, 693-1150, your thought, we're going to move forward more than we can look back. But we want to do a hot list, and you can do that however you want, which is to this point moving forward or based on that particular game. There's still some positives to glean and pull out. But the issues that arose and really went went to the forefront in a 15-point loss, what really stood out to you on that front most is – Here's an issue, and they really, really got to fix it somehow. Well, I think overall for me, it was just for the first time this year, even in our other two losses, we still had our chest puffed out. We had confidence. We were walking around with a moxie about us that we had the ability to go down and score. We had the ability to stop. We had you know, that confidence about our team. This week, I saw our shoulders slump a little bit. And I felt like we on, on the offensive side of the ball specifically, we were looking for ways to make plays instead of being the attacker. And that was a little bit disappointing. And it showed. You know, we, we weren't very productive on the offensive side of the ball. And with that being said, we still had opportunities to tie the game there when we were down eight and, um, and could have made a play here or there that totally changes the, the entire game. On the defensive side of the ball, I thought we still played phenomenal up front other than that last – 76-yard run by Fitzgerald. We'll have more with Trevor and J.D. next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com i can't believe it that we're playing four and four basketball with a barbershop quartet Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. 
Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Want to hear the sound of hassle-free traveling? Amtrak takes the hassle out of traveling to over 500 destinations. You can stretch out in a spacious seat, relax in a sleeping car, and enjoy a hot meal in the dining car. And for those who want to kick back and take in the scenery, go right ahead. For everything you get on Amtrak, the one thing you won't get is this. So whether you're going to a family reunion or an away game, make it a whole lot nicer on Amtrak. Book your trip today at Amtrak.com or call 1-800-USA-RAIL. Back with you on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network, back in studio with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning. Trevor Knight had a heck of a day over there. That was Too early great. in the season, 20 of 40, 247, ran for 42 and had a touchdown and got the benefit of a little number five out there as a freshman, sure didn't he? Did. <laughs> sure did. Travion Williams goes eight for 127 and what, an 84-yard touchdown run to ice it? Oh, Made yeah. somebody look silly on it, too. Ooh, Put him yeah. on his back. Yeah, 23 carries, 230 yards, and two touchdowns for Travion Williams in two games against Auburn. You know, A&M is Fitzgerald's elixir, and Travion, not by his own volition, hasn't been able to kind of get going these last couple of weeks on the ground, but he's so good against Auburn. So you hope that that's kind of his medicine to get him rolling again. And it's not his fault. they got to open up holes. Mon QB running up. I mean, there's some, some factors in there. But Travion against Auburn has been really, really good. And then look at this one. Miles Garrett had two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. And look at the <laughs> bottom there. Infinity yeah. uncalled holding. Yeah. <laughs> so, look at that jersey. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. They didn't call holding on that one right there, J.D. Oh, my goodness. What do you think about that as a defender? This freaking jersey ripped off his shoulder pads. On both sides. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They double held him. No call. How about that? So. Ridiculous. All right. So, give us our hot list, guys, for this week. J.D., why don't you start us off? Okay, well, I was talking to Trevor during the break, and he gave me the idea to talk about a couple guys who need to step up and lead their positions. And I think that it obviously starts on offense, receiving core. I'm going to go Jay Sternberg, even though he's a tight end. I think, you know, when moving forward, I know they had a lot of drops last week, but Jay Sternberger doesn't drop passes. You know, we haven't seen that all right. year long. And I think it may have turned into a, a – it was just contagious. You know, guys were just playing bad all over the field. And, I mean, Jace has even caught on to the bug itself. And so going into this next game, you know, I think he's going to get the guys on the jug machines. They're going to come out there prepared to play for this next game. No more drop passes, okay? At least I don't hope for them. How many is too many in a game? Two this level? Two is too many. Yeah, two is like – what do you – you know? I'd say, yeah, two is, is too many. Mm-hmm. You're going to have one here or there, competitive plays. I get it. Um, but eliminate as much as you can. Yeah. All right, J.D. And then on defense, I'm going to go with Chuck Oliver. I think, you know, like you said, the 50-50 balls, we have to start winning some of those. And I think, you know, we have the ability. We're in the position to make plays. We just have to go up and get the ball. And I don't know if it's, you know, we're not getting our head around or we're just not feeling confident enough to turn around and actually make the play. But we have to make some of those plays. I think Chuck Oliver and those defensive backs need to definitely get right and step up and make a statement in this game. And then I'm going to defensive line, Landis Durham. Our pass defense struggled last game, and I think that having a great pass rush up front is going to help benefit those guys back on the back end. I mean, you talk about playing a complete, playing as a complete defense. You know, you talk about up front and also on the back end, and just you know helping each other out. And I think Landis Durham's going to have to play a big part in that pass rush. Love it, Trevor. Uh, those are great thoughts, JD. Um, I'm going to take a similar approach as to guys that just need to step up in leadership, but mine's a little bit more of a, a leadership. At, from a whole team perspective. And first, I'm going to start off with Donovan Wilson. Yes, I think he's the leader of that back end. He needs to get those guys going. But he's also a leader of this football team and of this defense. When things start going bad, and I get it's one week, and and things aren't completely – it's not the end of the world. When things start going bad and people are starting to look for someone or something to pick you back up, you fall on your leadership. 
So that secondary needs to look to Donovan Wilson. He needs to go out to practice every single day and show them how it's done because he's been around for a long time. Secondly, same type of mindset, Eric McCoy up front. Get those big boys going up front. Get them some confidence. Get them playing really, really well. Hey, we need to protect our quarterback at all costs. And again, from an offensive standpoint, we need to get this offense going. I don't care if I'm up front or if I'm on the outside, if I'm at running back, quarterback, whatever position you're at, get these guys going so we put the ball in the end zone. Have that mentality. When you step across the line, you're going to put the ball in the end zone every single time. And finally, and I think most important to all this, and I'm a little biased because I played the position, but Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond's the leader of this football team. Not just this offense, but this football team. And he needs to step up, get these guys going, just like the other two guys, and make this team have confidence. He's a great player. We have great players. We have the ability to be a great team. And if he steps up and gets those guys going, the sky's the limit for this football team the rest of the season. Yeah, I love it. What what do you guys think about the quarterback? Who's got the edge in this battle? Stidham has struggled big time this year, and a lot of people thought it's a potential first or second round pick. A lot of people thought potential potential going into the year. First team All-SEC player. Hadn't been there for him. In fact, Mond's probably been better. Mm-hmm. But they're at home. they got two weeks to prepare. they got rolling a little bit against air and Ole Miss two weeks ago. So who do you think has the QB edge? I, I think it's pretty – pretty even at this point for me. Um, Kellen's played really, really well at times and struggled a little bit at times, and same thing with Jarrett Stidham. I think that coming into this game, what makes me nervous is our, our pass defense, and Jarrett Stidham, although he has struggled, he's still an NFL talent, and he can still push the ball down the field, and he can still be accurate with the football and, and throw it all over the field. So that makes me nervous and makes me think that he's going to have a decent day. Um, but I think it's pretty similar matchup. If Kellen goes out and plays like we know he is capable of playing, I think he could blow the doors open also pretty quickly. Yeah. You look up, and, Ju- and Landis Durham's got five more sacks. Oh, yeah. And you ask people, okay, you know, what's the keys? Oh, well, it's definitely the front, and they name Matabike and Kiki and, and Mack, and then they just go on about their way. I, get, I think Landis, in a lot of ways, just loves this, right? Falling under the radar despite being mm-hmm. a truly great player at this point. Absolutely. I mean, I sent out a tweet the other day that said he's the most underrated player in the SEC. And, I mean, he's made plays consistently for the past two years, and he still doesn't get that, that recognition that he deserves. But, anyways, I think, you know, kind of the way in on that quarterback situation, Jared's a great player, obviously. Kellen's a great player, obviously. They both played really well at times and struggled at times as well, like Trevor said. I think going into this game, I'm going to actually give the the, uh, the edge to Kellen Mond, though. I think, you know, kind of what you said about Travion Williams versus Alabama – versus Ar- Auburn the past two years he's played really well and I think because Kellen has Travion Williams he's not going to be leaned on to throw 35 passes you know so I think he's going to be extremely efficient whenever he's called on to make plays but I think Travion Williams is going to have a really really big day it's good stuff all right so what's the one big key before we let you guys go Justin will let you go first A&M goes into Auburn and once again they won in 12 13 and uh and no they won in 12 14, 14, 16, 16, and now. So what do you think happens? What 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 does A&M have to do to win this game? I think the obvious is just play well on the back end. Like you said, we've played so well up front all year long, and I'm so proud of those guys for the way they performed. On the back end, we have to perform because, I mean, last week going into the game, Nick Fitzgerald had not been playing well at all, and I'm just listening to it on, on freaking TV the whole time. They're talking about this guy like he's a freaking all-star quarterback now, and he's played terribly the past five SEC games and going into our game they weren't expecting him to have a good game they were talking about benching him and he went out there and just tore us up and so I think playing well on the back end is going to be really really big going into this game and I hope they don't go in there thinking that you know Jared Stidham you know he's played bad the past couple weeks and he's not really the same quarterback as we thought he was because I mean he's still a talented quarterback and he's going to go out there and he's going to try to make plays for his team and that's where we have to step up on the back end and shut him down yeah Trevor here's my key to the game if I was leading this team right now and if I was you know, in that locker room, here's my message. My message would be all week long at practice this week, let's go out and let's have fun playing football again. Go to Auburn. It's a great venue, maybe one of my favorite that I ever played in. Let's go enjoy this atmosphere. And you know what makes something much more enjoyable? Playing well and winning. No so let's doubt. go in there and do what we do. We get It is a privilege and an opportunity to get to play this game. And this point in the season – You get to that mindset of, oh, this is a grind. I'm beat up. We're losing more games. The outside world thinks that we're not going anywhere. Put all that aside. Go in there. 
play football for the Texas A&M Aggies. Wear that decal on your helmet proud. Big thanks to Trevor and JD. As always, we'll take a timeout and look at the A&M Auburn matchup and more with the one and only Tommy Tuberville next on the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. So now if anyone asks another day, would I be down in Mississippi and off to no good? Dave Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network and lucky to be joined right now on the phone line by former Texas A&M D.C. in 1994 and a great former Auburn coach. Longtime Auburn coach is at Ole Miss. It's been a stint at Tech and uh, Cincinnati as well. But the only Auburn coach ever to beat Alabama six straight years. Tommy Tuberville with us right now on the hotline. Coach, your thoughts yeah, on this, yeah. on A&M first, and we'll dive into Auburn and this matchup a little bit, but the Aggies are 5-3, and three. CFP poll came out last night, ranked number 20, and going to Auburn on Saturday, Jimbo's off and running here. What do you think about the Jimbo hire and uh, A&M start here through the first eight games? Well, I thought it was a roll of the dice, to be honest with you, but Jimbo's a good coach. He, uh, you know, just, you know, A&M's a different place. Uh, not mean, I mean, it's a great place. It's uh, but it's it's one that you really have to know the high school coaches, and I thought RC did such a great job of that of, of of building relationships. And you bring a guy in that really doesn't know a lot about the state of Texas. But that being said, I think given time, things will just continue to slowly get better. You need that. You need some consistency. You've gone through a lot of coaches, and uh, Kevin Sumlin now left a lot of players. I've watched all the film on them this year, and they've they've uh, they've played well at times. Uh, the inconsistent. I thought last week was a big disappointment. I thought they would beat Mississippi State. I thought they'd go in and beat them by touchdown. Of course, uh, you just never know when you go on the road, as they're going on the road this week to Auburn, and they're probably better than Auburn, but you just don't know when you take the road, you know, uh, in the SEC. Tubbs, what you've replaced uh, teams that had a ton of talent, and you've replaced teams that were struggling at times. You had to rebuild it. A&M somewhere in that middle, you know, that 7-8 win range, which is good at a lot of places. It wasn't good enough here. They had to make a, a move. But from your perspective, when you try to instill things like toughness, and Jimbo always talks about toughness and grit and discipline and everything else, it doesn't happen overnight. And, but w- what is your perspective on that, on trying to really put your culture in place and how long that takes to do so? You know, it, it, it just depends. You know, the, the whole thing is about recruiting, but you know, when you go into a place as a coach, uh, as a new coach, you got to have a plan. I see so many of these young coaches go in, and one year they do one thing, and they change their offense or defense. And the the good thing about Jimbo is he'd been in the SEC before, and it's very important that you really understand what you're getting into. And he knew that he had to go in with a number one with defense, number two running the football, and number three continue to be consistent on what you do. The guys have to really know what they're doing in terms of offense and defense and special teams. And uh, you got to be physical, even though in this day and time it's so hard to do that in practice and and talk about it. You know, this is a different culture that we live in. And so it's just it's just hard to, you know, to, to imagine we've changed so much in about 10 years from, and I'm not going to call it soft, and I'm, not, I'm, and I'm talking about the entire country. I think the spread offense is, is taking away the physical – uh, attributes of a lot of the football players that we play with today, but it's made it exciting. I, I, I relate the spread offense to the three-point shot in in the in college basketball. I think sure. it's made it more exciting. But that being said, I think Jimbo has a plan. He'll stick with it. Uh, he's not going to do anything different every year. If these kids are going to grow up in the system, it's going to be all about recruiting uh, for Jimbo because. Uh, you know, I loved it with RC. I'd always RC. I said, "You think we ought to go out of state and and take one or two players?" No, no. We're gonna play. With, we're gonna play with guys from Texas. So I said, "You got it." I said, "You've been successful," and he's a Hall of Fame coach. He knows what he's doing. So uh, I hope that's what Jimbo does, and and you know, just digs digs in deep. I think you got Texas on their heels. I hear that you know they're supposed to be better this year. I don't think they're much better. I think I think that. 
I think the whole Big 12 has come down a notch to Texas. I don't think Texas has gone up to them. Hmm. So that being, that being said, I, I think that uh, it's it's a perfect situation for Jimbo to come in with a new staff and, and turn this thing around big time. Yeah, yeah, the timing is good, no doubt. Tommy Tuberville with us on the Mac Resource Computers Hotline. How about Auburn? What's your thoughts? You know that program very well. What do you think about their up-and-down season right now, Tommy? Well, yeah, they're in a tailspin. You know, the, and, and I knew last year when they gave Gus that huge contract, and I, Gus and I are friends, and I, I just think they did a misjustice to, to him by giving him that much money after, you know, his SEC record is not that great. He, he, he caught it a perfect storm. You know, he actually beat Georgia and Alabama and yep. got a new president coming in, and the president was only there for those couple of games. He saw all the hoopla, and he thinks, you know, we got to keep this guy. And, you know, it's so tough. You know, at a school like Auburn to to uphold that type of contract. But that being said, I think they're I think they're getting a little bit better. They know they're they're no good on the old line. Uh, they they stink, and uh, uh, you know that's just that's that's the only way you can put it. They yeah. they've been hurt. I think I hated open dates as a head coach because I thought you lost your continuity, and I wanted our guys to just stay in that rhythm and routine. But, my goodness, they needed an open date because they were so beat up with the running backs and the offensive line. The quarterback was taking a beating. I think it might help them. Uh, but that being said, uh, I don't know what Auburn team you're going to get, to be honest with you. I'm going to the game myself. I, I like, I'll go to about three games a year, and this is my last game I'll go to. I think this will, I think you're, you're going to get a good Auburn team. You're going to get a team that's going to be really flying around on defense. They're good on defense. This is a close if you look at the stats, this is about as close as it comes to two teams in the SEC that got good players uh, at a lot of positions, but they're trying to find their way around. And yeah. So I, I think this is going to be a one-touchdown game either way. Tubbs, what about the quarterbacks? They'll be linked for a while if you really dive into kind of their stories. And Stidham made it very clear at SEC Media Days this year he wanted to go to A&M, and he, he tried to be recruited a second time by A&M when he decided to leave Baylor. Mon was committed to Baylor when Stidham was at Baylor, and then they both reopened their recruitments, and Mon chose A&M, and then Stidham was looking for a play. It looked like Mon might have gone to Auburn had Stidham been recruited by A&M and had signed. So they're kind of linked in a lot of ways. When you look at them on the field, uh, who, who do you think's got the edge in this game? You know, it's amazing. Ten years ago, you couldn't find a, a great quarterback from Texas. Once they started to spread offense, yep. I mean, now they're just everywhere. They're everywhere because of the seven-on-sevens that are played in that state. I think you develop a lot more quarterbacks. But uh, uh, Kevin Mond, the thing I think he has the edge is because he can run. I mean, so look look what he did. He, he rushed for 100 yards. I think it was right at 100 yards against Alabama. Yep. Well, nobody does that. And uh, I think that gives them a – if you've got a quarterback that can move and make a big play out of a bad play when nobody's blocked or anything – especially in the SEC with the great defenses, it gives you an edge. Big thanks to Tommy Tuberville. We'll take a timeout. We'll run down the SEC games of Week 10, keys to the game for A&M at Auburn and a score prediction. You're listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. 
<sighs> Moving expenses? <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth, you have 14 login passwords, and you can't remember any of them. Doug 1, Doug 2, Doug is awesome. Doug is awesome, 1, 2, 3. Truth, it's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. Doug is super cool, ampersand, underscore, exclamation point, exclamation point, 1985. Knew it. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back. Final segment of the Tech-Sags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. We want to run down the games in the SEC in Week 10. We'll pick them real quick. The first game, we'll, we'll put A&M and Auburn at the very end since that's the local game here. But A&M and Auburn, we'll dive into the keys and much, much more. That's at the end. And we'll go kind of chronologically We'll how this day will unfold on Saturday. First game is South Carolina, four and three, three and three in the league at Ole Miss, five and three, one and three in SEC play. It's an eleven o'clock game at Vought Hemingway Stadium on the SEC Network. Basically, a pick 'em. South Carolina, a road favorite by just one, very very slight favorite. I think the cover. South Carolina ultimately is a better team. I like their playmakers offensively, and especially going up against Ole Miss. Ole Miss is going to score some points, but Muschamp will figure out how to scheme up a few stops, and that'll be the difference. South Carolina covers the one at, and probably wins by a touchdown or so. Sixth-ranked Georgia, 7-1, and 5-1 and one in SEC play at number 11. Kentucky also 7-1 and 5-1. and, five and one. Uh, Georgia is sixth in the college football playoff rankings, and actually I, I looked at this as uh, the AP poll. When you look at the college football playoff poll, Kentucky is in the top 10 at number nine. This is a top 10 game. It's at Kroger Field. It's in Lexington, and they hadn't had a year like this in forever in football. The basketball posse is going to show up and make this a heck of an environment. It is on CBS National, and Georgia, a road favorite, laying a ton of points, nine and a half right now. I'm going to go Kentucky and the points. This is a 60-minute slugfest. Benny Snell and company will figure out just enough offensively, and that Kentucky D is real. In fact, I think Kentucky's defense is better than Georgia's defense, and Georgia still has a little bit of clunkiness in their offense. I think it's a low-scoring game, whatever the over-under is. I take the under. And I think Georgia wins this game, but within a touchdown. So Kentucky in the points. Missouri at 4-4, four and four, but winless at 0-4 in the SEC at number 11, Florida. At 6-2, and 4-2, 3 o'clock at the Swamp. Central time on the SEC Network in Florida. The Gators favored by 6 at the time we're recording this. We'll have no trouble getting by Missouri. Missouri's basically packed it in at this point. They have not much defensively, and their offense has just struggled a little bit. And Look at what Kentucky was able to do to them from a talent standpoint. Florida's got a, a bunch of talent. But Missouri at home with Drew Locke got zero first downs. Three and out in the second half of that game. Three and out every single drive of the second half. Now they're going on the road to the swamp, and Florida's got a ton to play for, even after the loss in the cocktail party. Florida covers that spread. Number one, Alabama, 8-0. 5 and 0 in SEC play at third ranked LSU, 7 and 1, 4 and 1 in the league, 7 o'clock in Death Valley on CBS. Alabama laying 14 and a half on the road, won't matter. Alabama covers the spread. Alabama, I just don't think LSU can score enough points that uh, all their st- they're going to get some stops. LSU will get some stops on two in that Bama offense. But will they get enough stops to keep this thing within two touchdowns? I don't think so. I'm not sure right now that Tua is going to be resting by the fourth quarter, and he may throw a pick in there. He's not throwing one of those yet this year. But I think Alabama covers that and wins closer to 20 than 10. So if you're giving me 14 and a half, if I have to lay that, that's a lot to lay, especially in Death Valley. That feels like crazy, but I'm going to do it anyway because Alabama's that good. 
They'll prove it this weekend. And that gets to our game. Number 20, Texas A&M, 5-3, and 3-2 three and two in SEC play at unranked Auburn, 5-3, and 2-3 and three in league play. It's an early game, 11 o'clock at Jordan-Hare Stadium, ESPN. Auburn at home, favored by four points. And here's the keys for me. Number one, you got to convert red zone chances. you got to convert them into touchdowns. A&M's 101st in red zone touchdown percentage, 55.3% inside their opponent's 20. Got to turn those into touchdowns and sevens and not trade those for field goal attempts, which have been kind of 60-40 toss-ups at this point. Number two, play a sound, complete football game as an offense. You know, from QB to run game to receivers making plays, catch the football. To offensive line, opening up holes in the blocking and in pass protection. Travion's been so good against Auburn the first two years of his career. Got to do that again. You know, can't have more than a couple of drops. You got to deliver in the passing game, open up the running game as the game moves along. Let Travion do what he does, especially as, as uh, you get in the latter part of this game. And that brings us to Williams. Travion Williams has to play like AM's best player. Because I still think he's A&M's best football player. He's got to be a huge factor in this game, on the ground, in the passing game, et cetera. You know, 23 carries for 230 yards and two touchdowns in two games against Auburn. Number four, shut down Booby Whitlow, their running back, and the Auburn ground game. Uh, if you do that, you're going to have a great chance. You force Auburn to be one-dimensional. Number five, then pressure Stidham. Put a lot of pressure off of him. Hit him, yes. Sack him, yes. But more than that, get him off his spot. You know, you got to hit him a few times early and set the tone, but get him off his spot, force him to move around a little bit and be uncomfortable. Number six, you got to make plays on the football in the deep passing game. They're going to take some shots. They are. And they've got uh, Schwartz is probably the fastest player in college football, certainly the fastest receiver. They will take shots downfield. You have to win at a high enough rate outside. Uh, win some of those battles. The ball's up in the uh, for grabs. At least knock it down. You got to win some battles out there at the cornerback and throughout the secondary position. Number seven, you got to find the football and tackle. Auburn used a lot of deception, a lot of motion, a lot of misdirection. Puts a premium on eye discipline. So find the football first and then run to it with vigor. As a team, you got to tackle well in this game, but you got to find the ball first. And number eight, turnovers are, are going to be there. You know, they're for, they've been there for the taking. You've got to go rise up and make plays on the football and create much-needed takeaways. This team has three interceptions on the year defensively and one forced fumble, and that was on a special teams play forced by the punter. It's time to come up with some big takeaways. could be the difference in winning and losing. I'm going to go A&M. I think A&M wins, and it's within a field goal. So A&M in the points, of course, because Auburn's favoring this game by four points. I think the Aggies win by three. I'll put the score at 20-17. to First to 20 wins this game. I don't think it's going to be a high game in the 30s. 20-17, to 17, the Aggies win the football game. A&M hasn't scored more than two touchdowns in the SEC in any game this year. I don't expect them to go out and have a three or four touchdown game, but win the game with toughness. A bounce-back game for Texas A&M, 20-17. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, Trevor Knight, Justin Dunning, Tommy Tuberville. Our producer, Dalton Hughes, next week will break down the Auburn game and look ahead to a home game back at Kyle Field against Ole Miss. Thanks for tuning in for another week. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.